Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greetings, you are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Saves the World podcast. I am your co-host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, and with me is the uh, my co-host, the captain of his own ship, uh, Carlton. Carl. <laughs> well, I am the captain. I am the captain of this whole did, did entire you, reservation. You, you notice how I said the captain of your own ship? <laughs> Yes, because my ship is better than your ship. I, I think yours is one of those uh, inflatable boats you buy at Walmart <laughs> when you're going to Page. <laughs> hey, at least it's a boat. <laughs> so how do you enjoy this, uh, this windy weather that we're having for the past two days here? It's insane, man. It's, you know, sands uh, flying. And, you know, I think a lot of, you know, because, you know, us farmers, yeah. we're, we're trying to make sure that our plants aren't getting blown away in this uh, in this crazy wind so uh, it's it's pretty crazy oh my god i mean the sand that's out here i don't know how sand gets it hurts in, yeah i don't know how sand gets into your shoes and i don't even go outside <laughs> <laughs> that's how sandy it is so today's topic um it's uh, foods, right? The lost foods. The lost foods. So we're hoping that this uh, episode is going to make everybody out there hungry. <laughs> I didn't even eat lunch. I, I think I had a corn dog for lunch. I, I actually had a salad for lunch. So um, if you hear some strange noises, just know that it's my stomach. <laughs> but uh, one of the, you know, one thing that I wanted to point out is that um, over the weekend, you know, we we got some uh, great responses from our last episode. Yeah. And I think that one um, area that a lot of folks were fairly pleased with with that last episode was our use of our uh, Hopi Lavai. Really? They really like my Hopi Lavai, huh? I, I don't know if it was necessarily your. I think it was me. Your your I, pr- pronunciations, I, I but you know they really it enjoyed me. it. <laughs> I say it was me. So you know, I think moving forward, you know, we'll we'll do our best. You know, we'll do our best to incorporate the language more in our conversations. Uh, but you know, we definitely want to uh, make this podcast uh, appealing to those that aren't necessarily uh, speakers of our language, so that you know everybody can at least understand oh, yeah. what it is that we're saying. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, it's I, I guess one of the other funny things too is that you know because when you're recording a podcast. You sound different as you're speaking, yeah. And then when you actually go back and listen to it, uh, you sound uh, you sound different from what you hear yeah. in your ears. Yeah, it's like 
do I sound that nasally? It's like, God damn, well, who's that on that on that podcast there? Well, for me, it's like, God damn, I sound so Pahana. And then for me, I was like, man, I sound so Indian. <laughs> I have I have the greatest uh, voice of ever. Well, it's you know, because then you go back to our very first two episodes where you're talking about growing up res. You yeah. know, you talk about, you know, you think about a lot of those um the way we used to speak back then. And it's like that vocabulary is completely gone from me and so you know when i talk to my wife and i say certain things you know like i was you know like you're talking about your your experience at the strip club with the smells yeah Uh, i probably would have said something like aroma to to say (laughs) instead of smells and when i say words like that at home then my wife's like a speed sky (laughs) it's like but then i don't know how else to talk you know that's how i talk i watch too much big bang theory i know so that's you know too much of that white culture yeah trying trying too much to be you know uh, white so i watch dances with wolves just to know that i'm still (laughs) indian inside of me so maybe that's what i gotta do next time we record an episode just i watch i watch john wayne just so i can hate white people all over again (laughs) i'm just kidding so this next uh this next thing here is is lost foods i mean we as hopis have our own delicacy going on right we we have our own delicacies and so i i think that i think that one of the interesting things for us is that you know because uh for if you if you grew up on the reservation like we did the way that we grew up our experiences of how uh what it's like to live out here a lot of the times that you know we kind of take it for granted and we don't realize that how we live and grown up here on the reservation is so unique yeah compared to a lot of different people and i think even being hopi is so unique because uh, we've managed to uh retain a lot of our cultural ways our our cultural perspective cultural practices and so one of those uh things that we've been able to retain is is our 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 food and and kind of our 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 way of food life i guess you could say yeah so like you know i grew up with older the older generation so i'm accustomed to like all of the like the the the, the mac and cheese the mac and cheese (laughs) no you can eat shrimp at the sizzler (laughs) no like you know so miviki and you know all these hopi foods that come associated with that so uh-huh. So I, I'm accustomed to that. And and so I, I guess in terms of talking about food, um, and we've talked this, we've talked about this at some lengths in previous episodes in terms of where we get our food here on the reservation. Yeah. But where, where do we get our food here on the reservation? Well, I think we have two stores on the reservation. Let's see. We got the Hotvela store. Got the Hotvela. Oh, okay. Hotvela store. There's the K-Town store. Okay, go to movie store. Yeah. And then there's that new C store. Although, you know, I'm oh, not really oh, yeah, too yeah, sure, right. you know, what's really available there. Oh, yeah. You can't go in anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then I think there's like a circle it's like M. like a Taco Bell now. <laughs> <laughs> there's a circle M in uh, Palaka. Oh, yeah. Circle M Palaka. And, and then I think that there's um, another store, but it's mostly like a gas station in uh, Keynes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, in terms of like actual um, grocery stores, the 
probably the one that comes closest to that is the K-Town store. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. As, as we've mentioned before, though, you know, unfortunately for our reservation on Hopi, we're one of those what they call a food desert. Yeah. Um, for, from, you know, the public health uh, arena in the terms that they say. But basically, you know, because w- when it comes to public health, uh, how they describe the healthiness of a community is the people's abilities to uh, access uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. See, and so, see, every store that you go here on the reservation, it's all but nothing but hot Cheetos and slush puppies. That's it. Every store, every store here on the reservation is not nothing but hot Cheetos and slush puppies. Don't forget the pickles <laughs> and pickles and the Kool Aid. Yep. Everybody has their own store pickles that they love. Ramen noodles. <laughs> And so with such a lack of uh, options here on the reservation, where do we go to then um, if we're uh, if we got to do this big grocery run? Where usually where do we go to? I usually go to town or Flagstaff. OK, what does uh, fries? Yeah. Safeway, um, Sam's Club, wherever they have groceries and whichever is not the cheapest. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that the, probably the biggest place that everybody goes to is Sam's Club. Yeah, because I, I don't recall a single time that I've ever gone there in Flagstaff to Sam's Club where I didn't see another Hopi. Yeah. And I think that's because, you know, majority of us when we're going grocery shopping, you know, we're, we're feeding a whole army. So yeah. every time we go there, you got to do some bulk shopping. Um, but those are some of the places that we go to uh, to do those grocery runs out in Flagstaff. Or, you know, like you said, you know, a lot of folks uh, from on, on this on the western side of the reservation go to uh, Tuba or even folks on the eastern side. I've heard will go to places like Burnside which is right next to uh, Ganado. Um, and so I think they have a Bashus there. And then I think that isn't there like a Navajo community that's north, uh, I'm sorry, uh, south of here that people go to? At Dilcon? Oh, is yeah. it Dilcon? Yeah, Dilcon. I remember, yeah, Dilcon is like one of the 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 grocery stores that like Second Mesa and First yeah, Mesa go to. Yeah, they have a Bashus. Yeah, they have a Bashus. Hope he doesn't have Bashus. We, we don't even have a Taco Bell. We're, we're working on it. We're working on it. And so, you know, those are some of the places that we go to for our, our groceries in terms of, you know, I guess the, the Pahana foods. Yeah. Um, but going back to our traditional ways, um, going back to our younger years, uh, what are some things that you can remember as a child in terms of the traditional foods that you used to eat? Mm. Well, you know, we kind of touched base on that before. Remember uh, the raw ramen noodles? Uh-huh. You know, yeah, that, that kind of stuff like that. What's that called in Hopi? Um, ramen. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. So, so for me, you know, so, so for me, some of the things that I remember, because then, you know, there are certain types of foods, like we said before, you only eat on special occasions. Yeah. You know, like Nekwavi. Uh, Nekwavi is certain special yeah. occasions. Bikami is something that you only eat on special occasions or Sumiviki. But then there's some foods, though, that were kind of like, um, I guess, not necessarily a special occasion dish. Um, things like Bovel Piki, which is fairly common. And I think most of us eat it with ribs. Yeah. Bovel Piki. Bovel Piki is something that one always kind of has a, a funny story to it because as a kid you know you when you eat it and i don't know if you're the same as as us but you know we used to dump sugar in there and uh mix sugar in there and then have yell at us because we're ruining our pavel with <laughs> you sugar. must be the you must grew up on that navajo side where they stick the raisins in their in their blue mush <laughs> I, I don't even know what that is <laughs> and the other thing too is uh biki Biki is like sort of like the, our all, tradition. All purpose yeah, all-purpose 
dish, I guess you could say. And, and I think it's because of that longevity that, um, or the long shelf life that Biki has. Yeah. It's something that doesn't go uh, beke, uh, which means... Wait, which word? I, just, I lost track what you were Beke. Oh, oh, means uh, not spoiled, means to spoil. Yeah, it means yeah. to spoil. And so you're hope you were the day there. Oh, yeah, I lost track. <laughs> I was looking at something different than listening to you. So. I, he was checking to see when Christie's opens back up. He's got some <laughs> computer monitors right in front of him. But Beaky was something that was um, uh, an all-purpose type of food because, you know, for the most part, whenever you're able to obtain it, the way that most families uh, store it is in the boxes. It's usually oh, yeah. in cardboard boxes. Remember the time um, that Hopi women would store their beaky in copy paper boxes? Uh-huh. Remember with the uh-huh. lid? And yeah, it? with the lid and yeah, everything. Yeah, and now... I, I think some of them still do. Some I, of them still I do. I feel like I still see it. But now, I, and now I, I see that now the women are storing it in smaller and smaller boxes like the what was that egg that egg, egg carton box oh yeah, yeah. The, the one that they keep the bulk eggs yeah in. the bulk eggs in there yeah and you know sooner or later they're going to be stick, sticking it in match boxes or something like well that. i can attest that the corn ladies out there don't like to uh make beaky so uh, hence probably why the boxes are getting smaller and smaller they hey, just do a small batch all and those then, corn you know, ladies put it know what they know what they're doing they're up at seven o'clock at night at night <laughs> making beaky until seven thirty until 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 sunrise, <laughs> and uh, but that that was kind of an all-purpose food. And then you know, in terms of like, because you know, we entitled this episode "The Lost Foods," like kind of uh, some traditional foods that you don't necessarily see a whole lot anymore these days, like the biki you see quite often yeah. still, nekwivi, uh, pikami, uh, the sumiviki is still pretty fairly uh, common. But um, uh, do you know what the name of what they call the piki when they uh, kind of crush it up, roast it, and then uh, season it with salt? Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, uh, yeah. What was what was that? Kolekviki? No, no, that's another one. Mumushviki? Uh, no. Yeah, you kind of caught me off guard with that one there. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what and, you're talking and about. And so, and so there's, yeah. there's, there's one foods, you know, and I guess unfortunately, you know, because um, that's probably where it's going to show our age in this episode, because you know we're not too um, experts on the Hopi terms of some of these food dishes, but we do know uh, at least in terms of what they are. Uh, when you usually see them, and then so you know that's one one food that we um, that that I haven't seen as often is is the roasted biki. Yeah, and then uh, the other thing, other. Uh, dish, oh, I guess not necessarily a dish, but food item that I haven't seen prepared in a while is um, is uh, the, the corn nuts. The corn nuts. The corn. Oh, you mean kutuki? Kutuki. Oh, okay. Kutuki. Oh, yes. That brings back a lot of memories. And so I, I think that um, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting thing to be able to sit there as a kid and to watch um, whether it be your soul or your mother preparing some of these yeah. dishes because like that the katuki, for example, is something that you can just sit there as your mother sitting outside in front of this big iron pot with the sand inside and the fire going on underneath the big pot with the uh, corn kernels inside yeah. that she's. Roasting. 
roasting. And it, it, I always used to laugh because my, my mom and my soul always used to use uh, the old, uh, I forget what that toy is called, but it's like the paddle that has the elastic string oh, stuck to it with yeah, the little the, rubber ball. Well, I think that's called ball and paddle. Uh, that, the the ball and paddle, except, you know, obviously the, the ball and the, <laughs> the uh, string are, are uh, separated from my, the paddle. My soul likes to use the oar, you know, the fishing, the boat oar. An actual yeah, an oar. actual oar. <laughs> <laughs> some, some versatile ways to uh, do the cooking. Yeah. And so, and, and then plus, you know, it, it's always a treat to get the kutuki when it comes straight from the pot. It's still ah, a little yeah. warm in your hands mm-hmm. and then you, you pop it in because then they're there too with a, a little thing of water that has salt in it. And then they'll use the, the, the wusi or yeah. the, the comb to drizzle some of that uh, water onto it to uh, give it some flavor. And send the, they hand you some of that and it's still a little bit little warm in your hand and then you popped it in your mouth. And that's, you know, some of one of the um, memories that I have as a kid. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And I, I, I did enjoy that when I was a, a kid. And so it still makes that today. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it the kutuki the is, is made for like the, uh, what was it? the the winter the winter treats i guess to to save yeah, for, to for save winter. for winter and it, it's just it was just a treat for us to to get that so. uh-huh and then I think the other thing too that I really enjoy watching my uh, soul or mother make was a uh, piki oh yeah piki because sometimes you know like especially it's usually when you're you're you know like a real young boy like three four five years old because usually for us males at a certain age you know we're being taken to the fields by our fathers yeah and or by our tahas and yeah. so we don't have that opportunity really to sit there and watch our female relatives prepare these foods and so when i was a young boy i remember sitting in the dumtsoki Watching my soul, uh, usually it was always my soul making the biki. Yeah. And so I would sit there kind of mimicking her strokes as she was <laughs> going left and right with her bare hand. And, you know, I think that when you're a kid that you don't realize how, I guess, remarkable it is for our Hopi women to be able to uh, touch their fingers to a to hot, this stone. Really hot yeah. stone that, that without stones. any type of uh, protection. And I guess the only protection that they really have is the, uh, the kwasi hand. <laughs> and you know for those of you that don't know what uh kwesi hands are it's uh i guess it i guess it's uh when you're when you've been making piki for so long that your fingers the skin on your fingers start to get callous start to get callous yeah and so the the calluses on your fingers is essentially what protects them from uh from from getting burnt while, sorry, they're, yeah. while they're making the biki. I'm sorry, my 12 year old boy inner my my inner boy 12 year old boy. Uh, when I heard Quesi, kind of rose up a little. Yeah, bit. it just uh, I, I just had to giggle over there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like just like I can't hear tea bag without smiling. <laughs> kids don't don't mimic us, please. I know kids are listening to this thing. Just don't say tea bag without smiling. If you get in trouble for any of this, it's Carl. <laughs> it's not my fault. CJ Podcast does not affiliate with anything like that. So, And, you know, it's it's interesting because I, I do think uh, biki is probably one of the more famous foods, would you say, of, yeah. of our, our, our Hopi it's traditional the, It's the all-around kind of food. It's the mong uh, nakwai. It's the, you know, it's, 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 it's the perfect food. Yeah, it's everything that how Hopi has defined ourselves with mm-hmm. corn and tradition. Mm-hmm. And so I, because I, I guess, you know, in terms of biki, one of the um, 
experiences that I always have is that, you know, during our, our urban years, yeah. when we're living in the urban areas, you know, because, you know, you, you end up meeting a lot of friends that aren't Hopi. And then you end up sharing a lot of your culture with them so that they can get an understanding of who you are and where you come from. And so one of the best ways that I always thought was a good way to show them was bringing them back some of our traditional foods. And so I would bring them things like uh, sumiviki and then uh, piki. And it was always the piki that they were really astounded with. And I think because, you know, of how thin it is and um, I guess just the flavor. Because, yeah. you know, I think that blue corn is a fair, something that's fairly common with most uh, Southwest tribes. See, and so it's something that they can relate to. See, uh, see, Seoul has been selling her piki for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And I've been with her uh, to sell piki at like during these uh, fairs, fairs and, like and like, or going up to too. Zuni to trade. Mm-hmm. And, and she said that piki back then costs like what, uh, 15 cents or 10 cents. Mm-hmm. And now it's up to like $2 or something like that. I'm unfamiliar with the beaky market yeah. because out in Munkapi, we didn't know that people sold beaky until we got out here. So. <laughs> but um, we're big traders of that. We, we have a big warehouse of beaky. Beaky RS. And um, but in terms of the beaky, I remember that though, like people are really fascinated yeah. by it, and they would always ask me, you know, do you know how to make beaky? Can you make beaky for us? And uh-huh. I always kind of look at them sideways, like <laughs> me make the beaky? Like I'm a guy, I don't cook, and you know, and it's but it's, you're the chef, you should know how to make beaky. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, it's kind of funny. It, well, one of the things that I thought when I was thinking about this topic was that I think it's so hard for for Hopis in today's society because, you know, we try so hard out here on the reservation yeah. to adhere to our traditional ways. And Hopis, you know, we're still fairly, um, we're still very much grounded in, um, in in our gender roles, right? Yeah. And so the women are always cooking. And so young girls are always taught that, you know, you need to cook um, for, for your men folk. Yeah. And it, and, and that's kind of, the the twist on like this 21st century idealistic world where we're seeing that oh women can do everything that a man can do Mm -hmm. but in Hopi society you know men can't do what women wouldn't do and women do vice versa and And there's there's a, a, a reason why it's like that and so, you know, it's difficult when you're out here trying to adhere to your your, your customs, your cultural ways, and then you go out into uh, the urban areas, and then you're looked at like a caveman because you're expecting your women folk to do the cooking for you. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's so weird. I mean it's so weird to see that. I mean, well, if you talk to anybody that's in the Western culture or the you know the white man society. You say that, oh, that's misogynistic, or that's you know, that's, yeah, you're, yeah, you're looked at, you're looked at differently, differently. yeah, and 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 you know, I I guess that's kind of one of the the memories at least that I have, and so you know, it, you, you, I guess as a male, and I'm sure maybe the females feel it too in terms of what their experiences are. But, you know, sometimes you really don't know what, what you should be doing. You know, should, should, should I do the cooking? But uh, when I go home, it's the ladies that do the cooking. You know, what, what, how, how should I go about this? Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. It's, it's very, very weird to see, to see like Hopi men, uh, like maybe uh, roast corn or like, uh, you know, like kutuki or to like make biki. And I never heard of anything like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are, are Hopi men that do that, but I don't know. Of who, who does that? 
one of the experiences that I've uh, experienced recently, well, because I was I was married fairly recently. Yeah. I, I think it was probably about a year ago. Yeah. And so since I've been home from the urban areas, I've you know spent a lot more time talking to our older Hopi men. And so you know, just like us, you know, when you see each other, you know, like oh, how, how, how's it going? You know, how's 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 your how's your life going? And so those older men, you know, they'll tell you what they were up to. And it got to the point sometimes where I would get a little embarrassed to tell them that you know I I, I cleaned our house or you know I I, <laughs> I, I, I cooked the food and <laughs> and they kind of look at you like well, I thought you had a wife to do that. Yeah. How, come, how come you're doing? And j- before I get in trouble, my wife works very hard. So she was probably out there saving the world, which is why I had to uh, clean the house and, and cook the food. This is an apology letter from J-Man right now. So, <laughs> Carl, you got a place on your couch for me to sleep tonight? <laughs> you can actually sleep with my cat outside on the porch. So oh, I heard your cat's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, like uh, going back to the foods and how we as male counterparts do like the hunting for the women and the women prepare the food i mean i we still do that i still do that with soul you know we i i go out and sometimes i'll go out and just maybe hunt for a rabbit or two and because those uh little tavos remember the little little cotton tails mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those are the delicious those are the delicacy yeah those are the delicacy and and to to shoot one and then to to actually fry it up with uh you know with a little bit of spice you know, some, salt some, and pepper, some flour. Does she yep. cook it with flour? Flour, too? salt, and pepper, and, and then it that's tastes it. Just like oh, chicken. Man, it tastes really, really good. So soft. <laughs> it's and and so you know, I, I think back to that point where I said that you know it's so unique being Hopi. Because, um, and you know, a lot of our younger folks, they, they really don't know because, you know, they've stayed here on the reservation for a majority of their life. Yeah. But when you do get that opportunity to travel, to see other tribes, to meet people from uh, other reservations, that you really learn that, you know, Hopi is one of those very few that has retained a whole lot. And so some of those retentions that we still have are those gender roles. And so sometimes, you know, unfortunately, and it's something we talked about a little bit in the last episode, due to colonization and assimilation, you know, a lot of uh, Native people don't even really know their own way. And yeah. so, you know, they kind of, uh, um, I guess they develop this narrative about what it means to be indigenous. Yeah. But to me, you know, I feel like that it always excludes real traditional tribes because then, you know, in a way we, we do still practice some of those things that uh, maybe like uh, feminists are kind of against. So it, it's a tough thing to, to travel. And especially in the 21st century here, you know, there's a lot of that that mainstream society that Hopis kind of look at as well too. You mm-hmm. know, it's easier for us to drive to uh, to cultural center and get a plate of uh, what is that, that hot roast beef or what is hot the beef? Hopi hot hot, beef. Hopi hot beef than to actually uh, go out and uh, hunt for your food. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and we we've, we've grown accustomed to that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and so I guess, you know, back on the food, the foods topic, um, I, and I think that, you know, in terms of the lost foods, one of the things that I think is kind of a lost art is, um, you know, during, I, I guess, special times, yeah. ceremonies or other things, um, is that when I was a kid, I remember that uh, food was served on the floor. You sat and you ate on the ah, floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Sol was saying that before, too, is that they used to eat on the floor and used to eat without utensils. You know, they used to eat with their hands. Just their hands. Yeah, and it was always with maybe that um, uh, pikaviki or wilkaviki or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was always with that. 
And so one of the things that I remembered about that, it was something that I always enjoyed because, you know, you watch a lot of TV as a kid. And yeah. so, you know, you see uh, Pahana people and it's kind of a Pahana thing, you know, to have picnics, yeah. you know, to go out into uh, someplace outside and you have your picnic basket and then you pull out your blanket and you set all the food up. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I always felt like. I always felt like we were eating a picnic because, you know, those picnics were some things that we never really did. And so to be able to go to somebody's house during either a baby naming or some type of dance that you know everybody's eating on the floor and i just remember always seeing like the old people the old so'os and kwa'as you know they and they sat a, a particular way too yeah they kind of had their uh feet to one side uh, the opposite side basically of how they were sitting and so that was kind of a, a profound memory in terms of uh how we used to eat when we were kids and i don't i don't remember any time recently that i've seen any home prepare a food uh prepare the meal for people to eat in that way. Yeah, yeah. When when I when I was in college, um, I was explaining that to some of my roommates how we you know how we used to eat and stuff like that, and they were kind of you know oh okay yeah you used to eat like the you know, traditional you know way without a table and everything like that, and, and I was like yeah yeah, and it felt it felt proud because they kind of knew in a way of how natives kind of ate. You know, of course, Native Native Americans, they never ate on, on table or utensils or anything like that. And so they kind of knew in that way. And and it was it was like, OK, yeah, I, I, I understand. And you and you understand the way that we eat. So for sure. And so that, that one's kind of well, one of the things that uh, wanted to mention. And then so some of the other things that uh, we've kind of talked a little bit about. But, you know, aside from the grocery stores, aside from um I guess those aside from the reservation stores um, outside was a place that we also got food. Yeah. And even to this day is a place where we still kind of get food. So uh, what are some wild, wild plants that you remember picking as a kid? Mm, let's see. Oh, Sivipsi. Uh, remember those little berries? Yeah, Sivipsi. Yeah, those Sivipsi. You put them up with the um, Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mix it with the Kool-Aid and stuff like that. What else do you remember? Uh, let's see. Ngatuki, um, you know, the, the, the wild spinach, the salty spinach. Uh-huh. All uh-huh. that stuff is pretty good. Uh-huh. Because when we were kids at the day school, yeah. we used to steal the spoons from the cafeteria yeah. so that we could go out and dig wild carrots and wild onions. I remember Th- that. Those were some I things remember that used do- to grow I remember on the doing playground. That. Yeah, I remember doing that. Down at Munkapi uh, Day School. Yeah, down yeah. at the day school. Yeah. And then the other things that used to grow, that do grow wild down, um, at least in my village, are uh, asparagus. Yeah. And because we have that ditch line, we have wild mint that yeah. grows. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah is that that's the wild mint there uh-huh and then um, do you remember uh, and this is something that we probably didn't uh, neither of us really remembered but uh, the, the there's a, a plant that grows with a yellow flower and they would take it and kind of break it up and they would mix it with water and salt um, the itzma. okay yeah itzma. yeah and then that's something you used to dip your sikwi into. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. And that's something that I haven't had in a very long time. Yeah, yeah, that is something that I haven't had in quite some time. I think it was last year we, we used up all of ours. Oh, it's really? Been, yeah. And, and you haven't found any since? No, I just didn't. I was lazy to go out <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing too is uh, nanakopsi. Nanakopsi, and that's something that the ladies will usually cook with the lima beans. Yeah, and I, you know, I I think that that's my favorite dish because it has so much flavor in it. It's it's just real hearty. It's that's that's one of the things that I love when people prepare that. Yeah, 
And I like I like the you know there there are a lot of different foods out there, and of course we could go on for hours and hours about you know explaining the different different types of um, you know plants and uh, yeah herbs that we use to prepare our foods with, and you know I mean we don't use that anymore. We don't we don't use all those different types of things anymore, which is which is kind of sad in a way uh-huh. because we're losing that tradition. And I I know it's kind of unfortunate to say that, but. You know, there are there are some people that still kind of practice that whole, you know, get, getting the wild plants and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I think it's such an important practice because, you know, like with current events, you know, kind of the, yeah. the, what's going on with the world right now um, and with Facebook being, you know, the way Facebook is, is that, you know, you see basically you see what people are thinking, what people's thoughts are. I remember that when all of this stuff first started, all of the craziness with with the world. Yeah. I remember that what some of people's concerns were, it was like, well, where are we going to get food? You know, where, where, where are we going to obtain our food? Because unfortunately, you know, a lot of us, we do um, heavily depend on the grocery stores but with hope peace you know because we do have that knowledge and like us you know as kids we experienced yeah of eating the wild spinach eating the wild onions the wild carrots the um, wild asparagus understanding where you can find those things and then as boys you know we were taught to be hunters yeah at a very a young age. And so you spoke about, you know, going out to go uh, hunt um, rabbits and birds and, yeah. and some of those birds that you guys used to be able to uh, hunt. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, for, for us, and I'm sure it's probably true on this side of the reservation too, but, you know, they used to hunt um, uh, prairie dogs. Oh, yeah. And so prairie that dogs. was that was a source of food that was kind of fairly local. But, you know, with the technology these days to have a freezer, if you're a big game hunter, to be able to go hunt deer or elk, because if you're lucky and able to kill one of those, that's sickly for the year. Yeah. And so essentially, without the grocery stores, uh, for the most part, we would be able to be okay. Yeah. Because I think that the traditional practice for most Hopi families is that in terms of like your, um, the produce that the Hopi men grow on their own, the corn, the beans, uh, other different types of yeah. um, produce, you know, you at least have a good amount of that on hand on a yearly basis. And so you're able to uh, cook with those things. Um, so in terms of the farming, what are some, uh, what are, what for, for those that may not know, for us Hopi farmers, what are some things that Hopis plant? Well, we plant uh, corn. Corn is the, the staple of Hopi tradition. How, how are your beets doing? Beets? <laughs> I don't grow beets. What do you yeah. do? Do you plant cucumbers? <laughs> I wear white man's clothes. That doesn't mean I, I plant white man food stuff there. <laughs> no, we don't plant anything like that. We don't have gardens like that. How about the Brussels sprouts? <laughs> I, I, I hear those are kind of having a hard time this summer. <laughs> Bashes usually carries, <laughs> but but for 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 you know I, I guess the main staples for us are corn, beans, squash, and, and squash, and watermelon, and watermelon. Yeah, and then I think you know just depending on each farmer, um, it, it's probably you know some people plant other things like oh, you yeah. know like we plant tomatoes, um, we'll plant zili. Uh, sometimes you know I've seen people plant onions. Yeah. And uh, so I guess it just really depends on, you know, uh, yeah. what your field can sustain. Because uh. there are certain plants that will not survive out in, you know, this kind of this this harsh environment. We, yeah, we, we are like the masters of like 
planting, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. We, we plant in one of the most arid deserts and we can make things grow. Mm-hmm. With that green thumb. With that green thumb. All thanks to me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, with the corn, you know, for, for most Hopis, you know, we all understand that, you know, the different colors of corn that we grow. And it, I always find it um, kind of, uh, I, I guess, astonishing that, you know, because we grew up with it. We saw it, you know, you, you knew that corn yeah. is white and blue and uh, purple and red. Yeah. And, the, you know, that, that gold in the corn, that's kind of that maroon color. And, and the speckled corn. But then, you know, when you go off the reservation, you know, whether you're pursuing an education or pursuing employment, that when you talk to a lot of uh, non-Hopis, you know, they kind of like, they, what? There's, you guys have blue corn? You guys have white corn? Corn's not just yellow out there? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to to tell them that, yeah, we grow... We grow the American flag, red, white, and blue. <laughs> and then even the beans, you know, there's many varieties of beans that we grow out here. Yeah. And so I always used to make the argument, you know, that Hopis were the real beaners. <laughs> because of the different varieties of, of beans that we grow. And, you know, one of the best things, and that's fairly, I think it's a unique thing, is that, you know, when you make those... Uh, I don't know if you want to call them the Hopi tacos or uh, the the Indian tacos, but, you know, they're definitely not called Navajo tacos out here. <laughs> but, you know, when you make those, uh, the beans from the field, yeah. that, that, yeah. it, it, it definitely changes that whole, that whole dish, the whole taco dish. Yeah, I, we, I think Seoul just makes it with those pinto beans. Oh, really? Yeah, just the pinto beans, the one that you buy at uh, Safeway. At, at the grocery store. At the grocery store. <laughs> So, and on on the topic of uh, tacos, I guess, let's talk about uh, modern foods. Modern foods, my favorite pizza, hot wings, and the works. <laughs> let's just keep to that subject. Right now. <laughs> the the one the one food I think that causes um, a lot of controversy is this uh, something called a Hopi cookie. <laughs> <laughs> what what's a Hopi cookie? Hopi cookie. Oh man, I I I mean, Hopi cookies are the same as you know, just uh, Bash's cookies. Are are they chocolate? Is there chocolate I, chips? I, I I they're like this soft, weird texture when you dip it in milk and and uh, you know just it it's just all around goodness kind of cookie. <laughs> And, and so I guess second to Piki is uh, the cookies that we have out here. Um, and, you know, that, that name, Hopi cookie, that, that's not really developed by Hopis, right? Because we don't call no, them Hopi no, cookies. No, no. There are some women that, that have their own recipe and they will die Protecting, protecting that recipe. And so, you know, I really think that that term Hopi cookies was developed by the Navajos. <laughs> yeah, I think that is true. Because, because then, like, like as we've talked through this whole episode, every single uh, food that we've discussed, we call it by the traditional name. Yeah. And so, um, one thing that that's that's one of the biggest differences that I think I've noticed between us and other tribes is that we really still have this, um, I guess, identification method for our traditional foods. You know, we still call uh, somiviki somiviki. Yeah. We don't call it uh, Hopi blue corn tamale. Yeah. Or yeah. We don't call biki. Uh, Hopi flatbread, you know, and so, but, you know, I, I guess just to pick on our, our friends, the Navajos a little bit, you know, that's kind of how they are, you know, everything that, that they, uh, 
some of the foods that they produce, it's it's Navajo something. Yeah. Navajo tea or, yeah. or Navajo uh, <laughs> steamed corn stew, Navajo mutton. You know, they, they have all these. Every, Navajo is in front of everything. Yeah. But in terms of what we call our traditional foods, you know, we don't call it Hopi. No. Hopi this. No. Hopi that. It's by its traditional names. And so those cookies, you know, that's not that's not something that we called it. We called them Katsina cookies. Yeah. When, when we yeah, were, because when we they were, were younger. They, they were given by the Katsinas. Uh-huh. During, yeah. During special times During of special the year. occasions and stuff and like so that. And so when, I guess, as when families got these cookies, and like you said, they're all around yummy goodness, Dep- you know, depending on, you know, how you get them, they're so yeah. soft. And they just have this unique flavor to yeah, them they, because they taste nothing like they, any kind of cookies it, they that you ta- can yeah, get they, it's like else. It's like a sugar cookie, but it's not... It's soft. It's soft, yeah. It's soft. It's kind of hard to describe on, on the air here, but it's... You just have to try it yourself. And so when, you know, when we do share these cookies, because I've shared them, you know, outside of our community, and yeah. I think a lot of people have. And so when you share them with the Navajo friends, you know, they don't know them any, by any other thing except, oh, those Hopi cookies, the, the cookies that the Hopis make. <laughs> and so I think that that's how that term was developed, was was from them. You know, they're the ones that started calling it the Hopi Calling cookies. it the Hopi cookies, uh-huh. yeah. And now it's funny because you see it on social media, you know, when... Um, there, I, I, I laugh because I think that Facebook is the new sun and the moon because based off of what people post on Facebook, you know what time of the year it is. So when it comes to ceremony time, you see pictures of Nitwivi and Sumiviki <laughs> and Biki on Facebook with, Feeling that, tradish. with that hashtag Hopi life. You know, <laughs> our, our prayers are out there, but let me take a selfie first. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll get back to being busy. And then, you know, when when our, our friends visit us, when the Katsinas visit us, and then it's always the next day, got my gift from the Katsinas, yeah. and it's always those cookies. Yeah. It's always those cookies. And then, you know, you see the posts underneath the picture and, you know, some, some Navajo friends, oh, I love Hopi cookies. Yeah. Teach me the recipe. <laughs> it's like... No, goddammit, it's my cookies. <laughs> We're trying to keep these Hopi cookies, not Navajo Hopi cookies. Or I say, Navajo you know, cookies. I say the Hopi cookies are just the same recipe as Martha Stewart's uh, butter butter cookies or whatever they're called. <laughs> and I know a lot of you Hopi women out there are going to bash me, but that's pretty much how it is. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I guess, you know, and, and it's funny too, because then like, you know, you, you like that, like the Hopi cookies, you hear, you, and you get the perspective of the old people, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll talk about, you know, oh, those weren't around, you know, a long time ago. That's kind yeah. of a, um, a, a more of a modern development, you know, came from, came from somewhere, but yep. it, it didn't, I guess, truly come from, you know, where we say it came from. And so, um, that's kind of one of the more modern developments. What about other modern developments in terms of our food? The Hopi uh, hot beef. The Hopi hot beef. <laughs> so in terms of what Hopis are famous for, in terms of the food category, you have biki, you have Hopi cookies, and then you have the Hopi hot Hopi beef. Hopi hot beef, yeah. I mean, Cultural Center serves up this mean Hopi hot beef that's over there. But you can't go over there anymore, so. Yeah, it's 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 it sucks, but it's so good because it's what? It's fry bread? It's fry bread, and it's it's this brown gravy. It roasted, has roast, roasted beef. Roast, roast beef. beef. And it has, um, it mashed, has potatoes, uh, mashed potatoes. and Roasted uh, onions. Roasted onions. And, and green chili. And green chili. Damn, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of food. <laughs> 
That's a lot of calories on that thing there. And so you wonder why, you know, a lot of us look the way so that we if do you're, these if days. if you're calorie counting, this is not the food for you. And if you don't want to eat for maybe about a month, maybe this will be good that, for that's, you. That's a good, if you're about to do a fast. <laughs> If you're about to do a fast for several days, definitely a Hopi hot beef is something yeah. that you know you should put on your to-do list. But you know that that's that's one of the the I guess best dishes that's out here. But I guess uh, aside from the cultural center, what other restaurants are? Are there restaurants out here on the reservation? There are only two restaurants here on the reservation, not including the one Denny's at Munkapi. Okay, you got the cultural center, got the cultural center, and then you have the Kings Canyon Cafe. Kings Canyon Cafe. Yep. What about the uh, the place across from the cultural oh center. yeah yeah uh what was that called uh spider spider grill. spider grill so out of those three places if you were to bring your non-hopi girlfriend out here for the first time <laughs> which place is are, are, do you recommend for i, w- I would dining? go to i'll go to culture center first they're the smells over there are a little bit better than uh, every other place. So. The aromas. The aromas. The there, aromas you know. there are better. The, the Hopis actually kind of dress up to go eat. So that's the special date place. <laughs> they have nice tables. But in terms of the cafe over at uh, Kings Canyon, would you say their Hubble fries are kind of Hubble a, fries a local and legend was, around here? What was that? Uh, the cowboy. The cowboy and the cowgirl. Is it the cowboy fries? I don't know what it's called. I know this is like a cowboy. They what, serve, you say what is cow- it? I think you say the cowboy and then they give you like a, um, um, what is it, fry bread with, with something stuffed inside of there. I think that's the cow- cowboy. Oh, Correct really? me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So posters on Facebook, correct me if I'm wrong when I say cowboy or something like that. Cowgirl? Cowgirl? Cowboy? One I have, of those things. Yeah, one of those things there. What about Spider Grill? Spider Grill, I think they're famous for their Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> their, their street tacos. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I haven't eaten there in a long time, so I, I forgot what the menu was like. It's tough to know when they're open. Yeah. And they only kept... They only take cash, and I'm not a cash guy. I'm the richest guy here on the Hopi Reservation. So, Spider Grill, if you're listening to this, <laughs> there's things called Venmo, PayPal. Uh, what are those little squares that you uh, Facebook Pay? Facebook or Pay. Yeah, there you go. Square. Don't, don't make it hard on us. Yeah, I need to have your Chinese food. Answer your phone. I'm getting tired of uh, K Town. K Town's Deli. <laughs> <laughs> No offense to K-Town, but, the, you know, I'm getting tired of the K-Town it's, Deli. It's funny you mentioned the K-Town Deli because I would say that, you know, that's the official, unofficial um, cafe of the <laughs> Hopi, Hopi tribal workers. It's chicken done 10 dozen ways. And then an 11th way <laughs> the, on, on Chinese Day. <laughs> So definitely, if you're a fan of chicken, that's the place to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you want to get out of here? That time already? Yeah, that time already. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm starving right now. I know. Me too. I mean, I talking about food, and I haven't eaten lunch yet, so... And I feel like that there's probably so much more that we could have covered. Oh, my God. There is so much more that you could cover. But in this time frame, shoot, man. I mean, you know, I got to go eat something right now. So, <laughs> Well, you know what? we Everybody, we appreciate you out there listening to us because, you know, uh, on our end, uh, the podcast is growing. And we're yeah. very appreciative of that. All right. Well, my name is Carl and this is J-Man. Thank you for listening to our podcast. So long. All right. See you later.